Hey, uh, thanks for listening to the Nick and Big J podcast. We appreciate it. And you know what? It's brought to you by The Advocates. If you've been in an accident, well, call The Advocates. 208-471-4444. Well, here we are, everybody. It is the morning after with Nick and Big J. Welcome to Tuesday, 15th day of March, 2022. My name is Nick. Hey, there's Big J right over there. Hello. Is Tuesday supposed to be the worst day of daylight savings? I don't know, man. I tell you what, I I woke up this morning, I'm like, I don't want to go to work. Yeah. That doesn't happen. <laughs> right? I was like, I'm, yeah, I'm going to call in sick. My alarm went off at two, and I was like, no, no, I don't like any of this. I took a nap yesterday. Oh, you did too? Yeah. Yeah, I couldn't do that. I, I And I, to be fair, I didn't really try, but I was like, the only way I'm going to make this better is if I power through, and that turned out to be just if I just lied to myself. <laughs> no, neither way is working. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know if it's our age or the fact that we get up early every morning. I mean, it's just, it's ridiculous. This shouldn't feel this way. I, I concur. Uh, it is it is gross and wrong. And uh, we have the power to fix it, but God, we just don't, man. Well, we don't. I mean, we've tried. No. We've been a voice, I think. Well, I think. Uh, right? Well, listen, I, I'm not going to call us community leaders in the fight against daylight savings time i will say we've been certainly vocal uh the vocal opposition of it but uh i have not contacted my congressperson have you no but maybe we need to do something extreme okay what do you recommend well i don't know you know going all riddler on this bleep not necessarily that but i mean like we we protest by uh, living on a sign <laughs> oh bring back like the yeah, old 80s yeah, radio promotion. <laughs> yeah those ridiculous or <laughs> we live on a billboard until we uh uh, yeah, I'm not sure. I would suggest jogging. No, no, I'm out. For, yeah, yeah, that's not going to work for us. That's a Legend of Boise's role. <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, cannot do the jogging part. But uh, listen, man, uh, I, I just, uh, again, it'll take us a while to get acclimated. I just don't want us to have to deal with this again. <laughs> Once it happens and it's over, I, we all have to just bitch and complain and or, deal with it. Or the the week uh, preceding the change is the best of week. That's our like, protest? Yeah. That, you well, want new episodes? Stop changing our clock. Uh, yes. Uh, yeah. Well, I don't know. Some of our best of stuff is pretty good. So maybe that's not. <laughs> like, we have a worse stuff. But then again, that does only harm to ourselves. It's true. It's true. We're only damaging ourselves in the process. See, we got to go back to the drawing board. But... I do believe that there has to be some sort of way. At least we're miserable together. That's true. That's true. Nowhere I'd rather be. just me. Jeez. As we set the table, we got ourselves a nice little Tuesday show planned for you, including we're going to need your help with some streaming dumbass. That's going to begin in just a few minutes. Big J is going to watch and review a movie for you in the next 24 hours. What that movie is is entirely up to you, the Collective X audience. Uh, We're going to need your opinion on the TDS Fiber text line, so... Stick around for that. We have a chance for you to go check out a concert this Friday at the Knitting Factory Concert House. It is called Dragon Force. They are going to be playing at the Knitting Factory. We got your tickets to that today. Plus more fun and excitement and music, too. Why the hell not? Let's start with some zombie. It's Dragula here on the X Rocks. Morning After with Nick and Big J. We are this much closer to full-day kindergarten in the state of Idaho. A legislation passed yesterday to make that happen the house education committee voted nine to five to send the house bill to the governor using 73 million dollars in literacy intervention money backers of the bill said 25 percent of third graders aren't reading at grade level it's weird how the narrative has shifted from 
Uh, I need my kids to be in school all day so that I can work to... We need to make sure these kids are reading better. <laughs> That's happened over the last two weeks, in case you're curious. Strange. But, uh, basically, what is going to happen now is it heads on to the, the, the governor's desk, governor signs it or doesn't, and it becomes a law. And then this, again, is going to be optional. So it's not required full-day kindergarten. It'll give parents the options to continue doing half-day, which is what's really been happening statewide, or have the option to go full school day for kindergarten. Bill passed the Senate last week 31-2, to two, and now, boom, it's on Little's desk. We'll see what happens. If he signs it, then it'll probably go into effect the next time the school year kicks things off. And so that's what's going to be happening on the agenda, and that's where $73 million of the surplus is going to go if it all works out according to their plan. Nice job by Carl Anthony Towns. He is a forward for the Minnesota Timberwolves. He scored a team record 60 points. That's the most points scored in the NBA this season. Timberwolves won 149 to 139 over the Spurs. It's the most points anybody has had in a game since Shaquille O'Neal had 61 points and 23 rebounds for the Lakers back in 2000. So way to go to Cat. Free agency kicked off yesterday in the NFL, and boy howdy was the money flying around. Uh, I'm guessing if you're going to label a winner, you're going to say maybe the Los Angeles Chargers for the moves that they made, including... Uh, picking up J.C. Jackson, who is a hell of a quarterback that played for the Patriots. He is now headed to the Chargers. They also got some defensive line help. They're they're bulking up that defense. Uh, they're making they're going all in this year, as it were, to see if they can't get themselves a Super Bowl ring with the final year of Justin Herbert's rookie contract before they got to start paying him some money. So they got the Pro Bowler J.C. Jackson coming their way. Mitchell Trubisky looks like he's going to be the quarterback in Pittsburgh, or at least a Band-Aid. Uh, to see uh, they don't like the Mason Rudolph option, so Mitchell Trubisky is going to be their answer. He signed a two-year deal worth about uh, $14.2 million a year, so that's nice. We'll talk a little bit later on about a couple of former Boise State Bronco players that got paid yesterday, which is incredibly nice, and some players that just kind of decided to stay put. I guess if you're going to say the other team that made a bunch of moves yesterday would be the Jaguars, yes? Uh, Yeah. I mean, they signed a couple of offensive linemen, some big-name offensive linemen, as a matter of fact. Uh, they grabbed Christian Kirk from uh, the Arizona Cardinals and paid him a lot of money. I'm not sure he's worth that, but the Jaguars have money to spend, so why the hell not? Uh, but it was a very busy first day of NFL free agency, so that's going to probably keep up there a little bit. Sorry, Big J, you're not going to learn anything more about Bob Saget's death. The family was granted a permanent injunction to block the release of any kind of records surrounding his death. The Saget family attorney said in a statement that the family is grateful the judge granted their request uh, to preserve Bob's dignity as well as their privacy rights, especially given the unexpected and tragic loss. And so the issue is officially resolved as far as they're concerned. So that's going to be it. And probably for the best, if we're being honest. Way too much morbid curiosity about it. I know people like to jump to conclusions, but it seems like it's just an awful, terrible thing that happened, and the family doesn't want to relive it every five minutes, yeah, so I no, can't blame No crime was committed, right. okay? Uh, I, I, I don't think they just want to have, you know, Bob's good name dragged through the mud or, you know, the fact that he passed away unexpectedly brought up every ten minutes, and I, quite frankly, don't blame them. So that's going to do it for that, and I guess justfully so. Morning after with Nick and Big J. First round of important stuff in the proverbial bag. It's streaming dumbass on the morning after with Nick and Big J. And it desperately requires your help. Every single Tuesday, we select three movies from all sorts of streaming services. 
We just strip away the stars, the studio that brought you, the director of BS, and we're left with just something called a very brief plot description provided to us from that streaming service. And based only on that plot description, will you select a movie for Big J to watch and review for you for in a 24-hour period? These are the perimeters of streaming dumbass Big J. Do you accept the job? Yeah, I accept them. All right. So here's the deal, guys. I'm going to read you three movie descriptions. You need to text into the TDS Fiber text line, movie number one, movie number two, or movie number three. Which one of the movies do you want Big J to watch for you? And the movie that gets the most votes is the one that he will watch. You can decide on your own. Do I want to torture Big J and select maybe the worst movie, it sounds like, or... So I want to give Big J a, a breeze. He's complaining about Daylight Savings Time. Maybe he needs a movie that we think would be pretty good. Uh, I will tell you that all three of these movies have a common theme, and you will find out what that common theme is once you select the movie. So get ready, everybody. Here we go. Movie number one. A young man crafts a golden ticket to success by swindling the elite and wealthy. Hoping for a big score, he soon hatches a scheme to con a dangerous tycoon with the help of a mysterious woman who might be his most formidable opponent yet. Movie number two. When two people meet by pure chance, they have no idea that their friendship will help fuel the fire between two rival gangs that are vying for control of the city. That's Movie it. number three. That's all you get. That's it. Movie number three. A group of writers are stuck at an outpost in the middle of nowhere and use their time to bring to life a collection of stories and help them get out, get them out to the masses, who may or may not want their idea of distraction. Oh, that sounds great. Movie number one, young man fighting his way up for success. Movie number two, street fights and city gangs. Movie number three, writers helping people get distracted. Those are your three choices. They all have a common theme. If you can figure it out, good for you. But need you to vote movie number one, movie number two, or movie number three, please. We will tabulate those votes and let you know what the movies are next on the X-Rocks. That is Bush. That is everything Zen here on the morning after with Nick and Big J on the X-Rocks. Have the votes been tabulated, Big J? We have oh, the text yeah. line? Yep. Do we have a clear and decisive winner? <clears throat> yes, we do. All right, then let's find out what the movies were. Were you able to string together any of the common themes based on the description of those movies, Big J? Me? No. Uh, they actually kind of have two. I guess the first one that I wasn't really thinking of was uh, there's definitely some star power involved in all three of the movies. There's definitely people that you have heard of in these three. And then in the second movie, one that they have all together is they're all uh, Academy Award nominees, Big J. Great. For this particular year. Uh, so what movie came in third place and got the least amount of votes? Movie number one. Uh, that movie was called Nightmare Alley, and that stars Bradley Cooper and Kate Blanchett, directed by Guillermo del Toro. Actually, a very good movie. Uh, what movie came in second place? Movie number two. All right. That was West Side Story. That stars Ansel Agard and or Ariana DeBose. Uh, that is on Disney+. Plus. The first movie, by the way, Nightmare Alley on HBO+. Uh, and that must mean that the winner was movie number three. Yeah, BJ. yep, the one movie I didn't want to watch. I tried to feign interest in it in the hopes that people be like, oh, we don't want him to see the movie he wants to see. No, I think more people are on your side than you think, BJ. Yeah, well, so. no, it's not what I'm told via the text. <laughs> well, I mean, if you feigned interest in it and they selected it for you, I think some yeah, people thought I you were doing it. Yeah, I screwed up. I screwed up. Uh, any guesses to what it is then? No, but it doesn't sound like I want to wa watch it. Uh, it is called The French Dispatch, and it stars Timothy Chalamet and Bill Murray. 
Uh, it is directed by Wes Anderson. That oh, is the okay. movie that you'll be watching. Oh, that'll be all right then. Oh, you were okay with it now. I'm okay with the Wes Anderson movie. What did you think, me? I mean, did you... I don't know. I thought maybe it was The Power of the Dog or whatever. <laughs> Boy, you really have no idea what any of these movies are yeah, about, huh? No. You said they're nominated for Oscars. Yeah, yeah. Rich Dispatch yeah. is, West Side Story is, and Nightmare Alley It's all the crap I try not to watch. Uh, well, listen, you, you probably Ugh. would like Nightmare Alley. Uh, I'm not, I know you wouldn't like West Side Story. I was kind of ruined for that one, but that didn't happen. Of course happen. you would. Uh, so, movie number three it is, French Dispatch. It is also streaming on HBO if you want to play the home game. Watch that movie tonight and compare and contrast your review with Big J's, which will happen right around this time tomorrow. <laughs> On the morning after with Nick and Big J. It's no secret that in 2020 and 2021, vinyl was the most popular way for people that were purchasing music to buy music. And that was a big deal because, well, vinyl hadn't made a comeback since 1991. That's when it was kind of topping the retail chart. And now it has for the last two years. But Big J, like Ladies Love Cool James says, don't call it a comeback because guess what? Back on top, baby. Vinyl. Compact discs. Oh, no. really? The CD. A uh, new report shows that CD sales are up in the year 2022 and they're going to give vinyls a run for their money. New data from the Recording Industry Association of America shows that CD sales in the U.S. increased for the first time since the year 2004. 31.6 million CDs sold in 2020, 46.6 million CDs sold in 2021. Now, vinyl sales, 39.7 million, so that puts CDs back on top for the year. It is thought that basically physical media is starting to make a comeback because people enjoy having some sort of tangible things in their person. And, you know, once again, if you want to take your music on the road with you, much easier to do so in compact disc form. Uh, than it is in vinyl form. So don't know if that means that it's a constant or a comeback kind of thing that's going to make it permanent, but it is, I suppose, if you're making CDs, a good thing to see. Uh, also notable, last year, physical media as a whole experienced its first increase in sales since 1996. So could we be nostalgic for having things in our hands again? Is that what we're, Have we already gone past the streaming and digital age? Well, hopefully, but also you can put in your hands vinyl. No, 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 I know, but what I'm saying is physical things, vinyl, that's CDs, vinyl, all that kind of stuff, all outpaced digital sales last year. Yeah, that's true, and here's the thing, like, when you, for those who, I don't know, I mean, if you're purchasing premium services from the, some of the streamers, ex example, or even if you're buying digital albums, right, if you get separated from your uh, digital processes, you don't have any music, yeah. right? So... But then it comes the problem now where a lot of places, they don't even have a CD player in, the, in your stereo anymore. You know, so that also creates a problem. At some point, uh, you know, you need to go with what you have. So if you've got a CD player still laying around, that would probably be preferable, right? You can yeah. always guarantee that you'd be able to hear your music that way. Well, I would think so. But, I mean, you know, you, you have a CD player, uh, I'm sure, accessible in your vehicle, right? Uh, yes. And so, have you bought CDs recently? Uh, no. Yeah. I mean, and Have I used a CD? Sure. Yes. Sure. Uh, but I mean, you know, it is one of those deals where I think that it's just, uh, I think it's more about the collection of music and how we decide to keep and store our music. Um, because, you know, I feel like if you're going to 
purchase something now, that's much more of an investment than it was before. Like, you know, back in the day, buying a CD or a vinyl album was a necessity, a way to actually access this music on your own time, and when you wanted to, that's how you did it. Now, I think, if you want to save this music, or you want to catalog it, or it's something that you want to hang on to, it's turned into more of a collector's thing. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, sure. And I think that's where this stuff comes from. If we want to hang on to these things for a while, then we know we're going to have to purchase in some sort of physical form. Whereas if we know we just, we just want to consume it, it's still there for us in streaming platforms. But I feel like, I don't know if it's the, how much vinyls and CDs are going for now that you've hung on to for a while. Because everything is collectible these days. That's the other thing. You know what I mean? The the vinyl that you bought in 1981 that's still sealed is worth probably, what, 10 times what you paid for it? You think so, yeah. And so now it may be a little bit more of those things where you're like, man, I really like this CD. I'm going to hold on to it for a while. And some, hell, maybe somebody will pay me a lot of money for it 20 years down the road. Who knows? Free agency opened up in the NFL yesterday, and some former Broncos got paid. Congratulations to Cedric Wilson. He is leaving the Dallas Cowboys, joining the Miami Dolphins on a three-year, $20-plus million deal. So that gives him a pretty nice payday for a guy that, uh, you know, got drafted pretty late out of Boise State and made a nice little run with the Cowboys over the last couple of years. Demarcus Lawrence also staying put also with the Cowboys. He signs a three-year, $30 million deal guaranteed. He also... Uh, makes NFL history, Big J. First time a defensive player has had seven straight years of guaranteed contracts. It's never been done before. It's been done with quarterbacks all the time, but it hasn't been done on the defensive side of the ball, but Demarcus Lawrence, the first man to pull that off, so congratulations Damn. to him. And uh, some other Broncos could be moving on. Leighton Van Der Esch, of course, is an unrestricted free agent as well. Played his whole career with the Cowboys so far, but that appears to be coming to an end where he ends up is anybody's guess. Rest in peace to Scott Hall, Big J, two-time WWE Hall of Fame inductee, passed away at 63 years old. ESPN called him one of the most influential men in the history of professional wrestling. He passed away Monday following complications of surgery that he underwent to repair a broken hip. He was most famous for teaming up with Kevin Nash and Hulk Hogan to create what, Big J, in the WCW? The NWO. That later, of course, went on to uh, infiltrate the WWE before eventually going back to the WCW. Uh, It is still, in my opinion, is the best wrestling angle in the history of wrestling. Oh, man, without a doubt. It was was must-see. I mean, I wasn't even, you know, I was a huge wrestling fan when I was a kid, but the NWO brought me back because it was, you know, I know it was a goofy and soap opera stuff, but it was also like, who's going to join the NWO this week? It was classic. It was great. It was classic, and you're right. Like, I I had tuned out of wrestling as well, and that brought me back in. And, you know, I dare say now at this point, WCW era might have been my favorite era in wrestling. That, that, I mean, it it got a little, when it broke off to the red and the the white NWO, that's when it got a little bit too much for me. I feel like that's when it jumped the shark. But, man, in the early days of the NWO, when they were taking over the WCW, it it was so much fun and so crazy and great to see some of your favorite faces become bad guys yeah and all I, that kind you of you don't stuff. have that though without hulk being the heel of so course of that, course that's not something we could have ever imagined that sold it but yeah. you know uh, and, and to his credit scott hall as razor ramon one of the best heels in wrestling history period uh just great on the microphone and just a sleazy looking dude that got the job done and was a hell of a wrestler and his ladder match with Shawn michaels was probably one of the top five wrestling matches of all time as well so uh rest in peace to scott hall 
from the WWE and WCW for sure. Big J, Pete Davidson's going to space. Do you care? They keep sending celebrities to space. No, but I, it's a big deal. It's happening. Uh, he will join William Shatner and Michael Strahan as the three celebrities that have journeyed into space over the last calendar year. This is coming up on March 23rd. It's part of the Blue Origin flight path. It's the fourth human flight into space for the Amazon-built and piloted ship, uh, along with Marty Allen, who's the CEO of Party America. What's Party America, PJ? I don't know. Is that, like, part of some sort of party store it'd be great like zerkers it was like zerkers competition and uh, we've never heard of it i don't know what party america is but he's heading up there uh mark hagel who's a real estate mogul uh global founder of space kids sharon hagel and then uh north carolina professor jim kitchen all headed up to space as well are we are we wrong yeah no we're not wrong party america provides party supplies including balloons decorations and costumes for all occasions exactly what it is it is a zerkers morning after with nick and big j there's your important stuff. Jay on 100.3, the X rocks. We are headed to Florida for today's We're Going to Hell story, Big J. Florida. And we have had a, many conversations about this, and I think we've hit agree to disagree territory. I mean, you keep telling me how great methamphetamine is, and I keep telling you not no, even I've, once. I've never said that. Not even once. That's not it's, true. Don't try it. Don't do it. I agree with that sentiment. It's not a good thing. But uh, 41-year-old Thomas Kalkuti has apparently ignored our advice as he decided he was going to go to a bar in Florida and purchase what he thought was two small baggies of methamphetamine. He went back to his abode. He fired it up, I guess. <laughs> and, and he was like, man, I got screwed out of some meth here. I'm, I'm almost pop. I know my meth. And that, sir, is no methamphetamine. I am almost positive I just got myself some bath salts. And oh, so no, man. He, That'll make you eat people's faces. He did what any concerned consumer would do when thinking they were buying illegal drugs and got illegal drugs, but not the illegal drugs they thought they were going to get. He called 911, Big J. Said, hey, listen. Uh, I'm pretty sure I got ripped off when I went to this bar and purchased drugs. You mind sending a sheriff's deputies over here and and see if we can't figure out if this is, in fact, methamphetamine? And the dispatcher was like, yeah, yeah, we'd be happy to send somebody over to your house and check your drugs. Where are you located, sir? And he rattled off his home address. And sure enough, Big J police showed up to his house and went ahead and placed Thomas under arrest for possession of drugs. Now, uh, he did end up telling police the whole story again, saying, listen, I went to this bar. I thought I was buying meth. I used some of it, but I I just don't think I was buying the right dope. And he claimed to be an experienced drug user and knows the difference between methamphetamine and bath salts, Big J. Don't try to question his taste. Yeah, he's a professional. So then he handed over two baggies of a crystalline substance and asked him to have it tested so that nobody else mistakenly buys bath salts from the dealer instead of meth because, just like you said, Big J, bath salts are dangerous. I mean, meth Yeah, is one thing, but bath salts are dangerous. Uh, and so he was charged with felony drug possession. Meanwhile, Big J, he's not quite the drug expert he thought he was. The substance was tested, and guess what? Sure enough, it is meth. Pure meth. So he did, in fact, get what he paid for, 
Maybe the meth was so good he thought he was on bath salts or so bad he thought... I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I don't want to know. I just know that he made a mistake by calling police thinking he'd get ripped off and then all for naught anyway. Turns out he did actually buy the meth that he thought he was going to buy. But I hope the judge doesn't go easy for being this dumb. That's the uh, that's the, the protocol he's going to follow. And also, I think somebody owes the dealer an apology, Big J. I don't know who that dealer is. but I, I Listen, I know how he feels. I falsely accused people before. That is true. <laughs> I remember the Jason Drew situation where you accused him of stealing your headphones when, in fact, he did not. Are there any other examples? Oh, I'm sure. That you'd like to present? I'm, I'm absolutely positive. I, I can't recall at this very moment. But yeah, uh, that was uh, quite the Ballyhood uh, <laughs> situation around these parts for about a day. Uh, they were missing for about a day, right? It was it was a few days. Was it a few days? Yeah. Uh, eventually, you found them in a room that you left them in on accident. No, 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 no. I didn't leave them. Oh, somebody there. else took them in there? Yes. I don't remember. But you don't know who that was? No. But we can... It's we probably can s- Jason. <laughs> no, stop. <laughs> Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your We're Going to Hell story. It's the x Rocks. Radiohead and Creep here on the Morning After with Nick and Big J. You mind if I ask you a weighted question, Big J? Sure, man. Uh, What do you think the three words are that uh, women across the world would like to hear at some point? Um, I love you? Will you marry me? Well, that's not three. Mm. How about male birth control? Oh, uh, yeah, okay. Well, that was way off. Good oh. news and bad news. I was laughing at your math more than anything. But the good news is that there was a very successful trial for a new kind of male birth control. Uh, basically, what happened is scientists created this gel that men will rub on their shoulders every single morning. And what? the gel is called NES slash T. It's absorbed through the skin. And then that gel slows the man's production of their little swimmers, basically making sure that their partner cannot get pregnant. There's also in this gel extra amounts of testosterone, hence the T in the NS slash T. And that is going to balance out what isn't being produced while they, you know, make sure that you're not able to have swimmers that work. The good news is the birth control seems to have worked. And when I say worked, I mean worked. There was a five-month trial, 100% success rate with couples who tested out the gel for a full year, which is impressive. Now, the bad news is the male birth control isn't coming to pharmacies anytime soon. There's still a lot of other regulations and FDA requirements that need to pass, but it's getting closer to having some of the responsibility fall on dudes, which I think is a very good thing because Lord knows for decades, women have had to deal with birth control pills and altering their body's chemistry and all sorts of stuff. And if soap operas taught us anything, okay, is that we can't trust that they're going to do it, that they're going to use that baby to extort us for some purpose. (laughs) Oh, I thought you were talking about us not being able to use the gel, but uh, who knows which route this goes. But it does all, whenever we talk about male birth control, the topic always turns to, yeah, but can you trust a dude to do this kind of stuff? 
on the regular? And the answer is, God, I hope so. I See, mean, I always thought that 100% the last thing a dude wants is to have a baby. You would think, but the whole point so, of this thing being a thing is we're such little kids when it comes to, you know, responsibility and condoms, and we bitch and complain about all that kind of stuff, and so they needed to have an alternative, but who knows if we could be trusted. See, Maya was like, that's the one thing to be like, that would be something they would be very vested and interested in becoming and, and making sure that they're doing properly. You would think. You would hope. Uh, but again, I, I believe that as with anything... It all boils down to a character test. You know what I'm saying? Like, everybody is different, and if you are, you know, dating a lazy piece of garbage that doesn't do a whole lot of stuff and doesn't feel like he takes responsibility for a lot of things, then, yeah, I'm guessing he's not going to use his, uh, you know, kill your swimmers gel every morning. But... It's weird. It's going to be rubbed on your shoulders. Yeah, I mean, well, it's absorbed in your skin. Where do you, how do you think? How do you rub in your, your own shoulders? How do you rub in your own shoulders, Big J? You know how to do You take this and then you go like this. Alternate sides. I can sides. barely reach my shoulders. Well, that's a, that's a Big J problem more than it is anything else. And I think, <laughs> I think everybody else is going to be able to manage this. Or, you know what? Teamwork. Who knows? Maybe uh, the lady is willing to help you. But the idea is that it's coming soon, so you have an opportunity maybe to take on some of that responsibility, and it would be nice, I suppose, to switch it up a little bit. Uh, and so far, by the way, again, it's fairly new, but no side effects, so that's the good news. You know, we got 100% completion and no side effects. There's no reason for guys not to jump on board this, whether or not they do or not. It depends on how expensive it is. We're into that whole why side the of things. shoulders? Where would you like it to go? I mean, you, you want to rub it directly on the unit? You, is that the thing? <laughs> you think that would be the natural thing to do? I mean, as long I think as long as it's absorbed into your skin, you're okay. Maybe the shoulders is just uh, what the story Rub it on my face? Up? Yeah, sure. Rub it on your butt for all I care. Morning after when Nick, can you reach that easier than your shoulders? Yes. Oh, all right, beautiful. Big J. Big J, give me a household chore, maybe a physical activity, something that you absolutely hate doing. Um, okay, washing the dishes. All right. Uh, sometimes it can be difficult to get over that mental hurdle to get yourself motivated to do something around the house or something, you know, exercise-wise, especially if you're comfortable doing something. And so for a very long time, the rule has been, hey, just get yourself motivated to try something that you don't like doing for 20 minutes. Next thing you know, it's going to be over and you'll be fine. That's always been kind of like the 20-minute rule is what they call that in the world of psychology. Especially if you're trying to deal with phobias or something like that. Well, it's been modified, Big J. Oh. Thanks to our, uh, I guess, ADHD world that we live in. And uh, the ability to not really do things for a long period of time. It's now the three-minute rule. Psychologists at Oxford University have found that if you are dreading doing something, be it a household chore or, you know, jogging, exercise, maybe doing something for work that you have been putting off, instead of doing the 20-minute rule, try telling yourself and talking yourself into doing it for three minutes. They don't understand why the benefit is it, but they found in the studies that if you tell somebody to do something for three minutes that they don't like doing, once they start doing it, they go, I might as well just get it done. You know what I mean? So if you say to yourself, man, I got a sink full of dishes, and if you say, maybe I'll just clean that one pot, and then you do clean the one pot, odds are you're going to go, well, hell, I got the water all ready to go. I might as well just finish the dishes. I'm doing this anyway. I might as well do it. So they found this technique is a lot more 
I guess, reliable when it comes to talking somebody into doing something that they've never really wanted to do. Specifically when it comes to phobias. For example, asking somebody who has arachnophobia to hold a spider for three minutes is way easier than telling somebody who has arachnophobia to hold a spider for 20 minutes. And it's also easier to get over that particular procrastination. And that has become a major source of modern day stress. When somebody tackles a regular task they dread, they quickly realize, you know what? Doing the dishes isn't as bad as I thought. Hold that spider isn't nearly as scary as I once thought. Going out for that jog instead of watching TV, it's not as bad as I thought. And so sometimes it's getting over that mental hurdle that's difficult. And so the three minute rule is new. Why don't you try that instead? Damn. Maybe it'll help. Congratulations to Carl Anthony Towns. He plays for the Minnesota Timberwolves. He scored a team record 60 points last night. That is the most scored by an NBA player this season. Timberwolves won by 10 over the Spurs as well. Uh, he had a previous career best of 56 points in his performance. Also pulled down 17 rebounds. It's the most points anybody has put up with at least 15 rebounds in a game since Shaquille O'Neal had 61 points and 23 rebounds for the Lakers back in March of 2000. NFL free agency is underway. J.C. Jackson signs with the Chargers. Mitchell Trubisky signs with the Pittsburgh Steelers. You've got Cedric Wilson, the former Boise State Bronco and Cowboy, going to Miami. Demarcus Lawrence, the former Bronco, stays in Dallas. Lots of other movement went around yesterday. Lots of offensive linemen switching teams. A lot of people re-signing. And so the free agency first 24 hours was pretty hectic. Agree or disagree, Big Jet? Yeah, very. Biggest splash in your opinion? Uh, probably Cedric Wilson. Really? Well, for the Boise State Bronco players. Oh, sure. Yeah. But I mean, overall in the NFL. So far? Yeah. Yeah. In the first 24 hours. Oh, in the first 24 hours. A oh. Free agency anyway. Man, I don't know. Probably the, uh, 49ers picking up, uh, that cornerback from, uh, the Kansas City Chiefs. I forget his name. Cedric Ward. Yeah. The Atlanta Braves traded for all-star first baseman Matt Olson from Oakland, sending a, the A's four prospects, including a bunch of people you've never heard of. But what that really does mean is the world champion at Braves will most certainly mean that they are done with National League MVP and five-time all-star first baseman Freddie Freeman. He has been with Atlanta his entire 12-year career. The 32-year-old is now a free agent. He's been talking to the Yankees. He's been talking to the Dodgers. He's been talking to the Blue Jays and a couple other teams. But that pretty much assuredly means Freddie Freeman's not going to be in Atlanta anymore, which will be strange. But uh, I guess they're moving on, and I guess he needs to as well. Big J, I worry about the fandom of rock uh, for uh, every once in a while. And something happened yesterday that people are applauding, and it makes me feel weird. Uh, Dolly Parton has decided she doesn't want to be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Uh, and uh, she basically, in her very well and thought out social media post, said that, you know, she was originally flattered and grateful to be nominated, but she felt that with a lot of the feedback that she was getting, she didn't deserve to be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And she hopes that one day fans and the Hall of Fame will consider her to be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and made her want to put together a rock album, which is something she's always wanted to do, which I'm all here for. But it made me really sad because the, the you can go online and see people very upset about Dolly Parton being nominated for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, right? Uh, and this is something that has been a point of contention with the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame for 
years. Every time they put out the list of nominees, there are traditionally three, four nominees that you wouldn't classify as rock music, you know? And the Hall of Fame has got artists scattered throughout its uh, halls with people that aren't rock musicians. NWA is in there. Jay-Z is in there. LL Cool J is yeah. in there. You've got a bunch of jazz musicians in there, you know, that you wouldn't necessarily qualify as rock, but they're all in there, and that's because the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, whether you like it or not, has morphed itself into a music hall of fame, right? Seems and, that way, yes. And so, even though it's called the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, I feel like it's been the music hall of fame, but now we've got Dolly Parton, who by all accounts, based on career accomplishments and the fact that she's a wonderful human being, probably deserves to be in anything that's a hall of fame that has to do with music. Agree or disagree? Yes, that's the weird thing about this And whole she's situation. the one that has to take the high road because she feels bad because fans are calling her out because she's traditionally a country artist and shouldn't be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And it just made me really sad. I mean, you don't see Eminem, who's up for the rock and roll induction, and probably going to get in this year doing that kind of stuff, because none of this stuff really bothers him. But it makes me feel bad that good people like Dolly Parton feel like they don't belong in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame because fans make her feel that way, and it's kind of gross to me. Yeah, that on the other hand, how about get together with Jack White and do an album? Let's get That would make sense to me. You want her to Loretta Lynn it up? Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, maybe. Who knows? Uh, but I think Dolly Parton could probably do a rock album on her own if she wants to. But uh, it made me sad. I know that people are congratulating her for taking the high road and doing all this stuff. And listen, it, it is a interesting move by Dolly Parton and certainly a gracious one by all accounts. But it just made me really sad that of all the artists that have been nominated for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and all the career accomplishments that she's pulled off, Dolly Parton has to be the one to go, hey, fans don't want me in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And it made me really sad. We can do better, guys. Let's let the uh, artists go into the Music Hall of Fame and just be happy, all right? Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your important stuff. Pop Culture Smackdown. On the Morning After with Nick and Big J. Yeah, we got some tickets here. Dragon Force returning to the Treasure Valley to the Knitting Factory this Friday. And we will set you up with those tickets. You just have to beat me Pop Culture Smackdown. If you would like to play, now would be the time to get on the phone. The number is 208-287-1003. And you have to defeat Big J in a little game called Pop Culture Smackdown in order to claim this prize. Big J, are you prepared for battle? I am prepared. Then to the phones we go. Hello, the X. Hello. Hi, good morning. Who's this? This is Julie. All right, Julie, you're up first. (laughs) Julie, in the movie The Godfather, one character awakens to find the head of what kind of animal in his bed with him? That is correct. Right. Big J. <laughs> Marlon job. Brando played the Godfather himself, Don Corleone. What was the Don's first name? Oh boy. Um, <laughs> let's see. Let's go with uh, Don. Don You're wrong. No, no. That means boss. Uh, Mario, Vito, or Carlo? Carlo? Carlo! Wrong! Probably one of his sons. Mario? Wrong! Vito. It's a me, Mario. Right! Vito (laughs) is correct. Uh, the third guess. I don't think I've ever seen the original Godfather. Jesus. You only saw Godfather 2. Oh my goodness. Why would you see the sequel to a movie you haven't seen? That probably was on TV, and then I'm like, you know what? I don't really want to see the first one. Three minute test. Congratulations, Julie. You got tickets to go check out Dragon Force this Friday at the Knitting Factory. Please hold tight. We'll get all your information and make sure you're good to go. 
There's your pop culture smackdown. We will do some headlines. Those are happening next in the X Rocks. Did you know right here in Boise, you can get an entry-level job? It's time for Headlines on the Morning After with Nick and Big J. Headlines are brought to you by Half Price Friday. Oh, man, we're going to have another one this Friday, 9 o'clock, xrock.com. You can get $50 to Weezer Classic Candy for just $25. They offer hand-dipped chocolates, small batch candy, uh, chocolates including some Easter specialties. That's coming up. Ice cream specialties, a full-service deli. And everything is Idaho Source, too, so check it out. You can use them online or in person. It all begins Half Price Friday. Uh, it's happening at 9 o'clock on xrock.com. $50 to Weezer Classic Candy for just 25 bucks. Headlines are as followed, Big J. Um, okay. Real mature and sounds gross. Um, okay. One of these things just doesn't belong, but police in Ohio say they arrested a man on Sunday after the Butler County Sheriff's Office said they found a bunch of marijuana inside his vehicle during a traffic stop. Police then say after they actually uh, searched the car, they found a large amounts of wax, some money, and then a dill pickle, a big gigantic dill pickle inside the man's car. And they don't know why the dill pickle was there, nor why it was just laying on the floor. But Antonio Stanley was charged with trafficking and drugs and possession of drugs, both felonies in the state of Ohio, and could not explain the pickle himself, which is strange. Pickle Stanley! (laughs) Yeah, maybe he's trying to get out of therapy. And he found a way to stash his stuff in somebody's car. But that is weird to have just a random but gigantic dill pickle on the floor of your vehicle. Yeah. Real mature or sounds gross? Sounds gross. Have you heard of goblin mode, Big J? No. Then let me introduce you. It is a term that has taken the internet by storm over the last couple of days, and it's basically if you spend a bunch of your time on the couch watching television shows and then just see, you know, also while you're watching TV, you're endlessly scrolling through social media and you are somehow eating something on the couch. That is considered goblin mode. It can also be uh, called goblin mode if you're in bed. Now, goblin mode is not a permanent identity, but apparently it's a frame of mind. Uh, they also say goblin mode is like when you wake up at 2 o'clock in the morning and you shuffle into the kitchen wearing nothing but a long t-shirt and you start snacking on like really weird stuff. It's about basically a complete lack of aesthetic, not caring about what you look like and just stuffing your mouth with something while watching something on television. Because why would a goblin care what they look like? You understand, Big J? Uh, I guess, yeah. So the last time you went into goblin mode was? Every night. Oh. You pretty much live permanently in goblin mode. Yeah. I also call it diabetes mode. Yeah, not nearly as much fun as goblin mode. (laughs) I like that name better. Wrap it up with real mature. And real estate agents likely didn't know how to respond after people on social media looked at the photos for a house being sold in Atlanta and noticed that the backyard pool is most definitely shaped like male genitals when it's viewed from above. The house is listed at about a million dollars in Atlanta. It has three bedrooms as well as three bathrooms, a wine cellar in the basement, and social media users have nicknamed the home the Penis Palace. They've even joked that the uh, wide base of the pool would be more realistic if it had some foliage, but it doesn't. An employee at the Ansley Real Estate has confirmed that the drone photo of the pool has since been removed from the listing because they didn't want people paying attention to the junk-shaped pool. I'm not even sure why you would get that. I'm trying to figure that out. Why you would... Why you would want your pool purposely shaped like male genitalia. Oh. Why that is something you would request and have built... Is that cute? God, it's kind of funny, I think. Is it? Yeah, and you're only going to really know if you're, there's pictures from the sky. Or you're selling your house, right. 
But all the more reason for you to wonder why you're doing it in the first place, I guess. But, I, I, I mean, if it's worth an easy laugh, why not? Although they do say it is hurting the sale of the house, so uh, that's not exactly great for resale value. So I would highly recommend if you want to get your own male genitalia-shaped pool, Big J, and it sounds like you do. Welcome to the junk house! Yeah, you, you probably want to make sure that that's a house you're going to stay at for the rest of your natural life, because apparently it knocks down the resale value of your home. Uh, apparently the elderly couple that's looking to buy million-dollar homes not interested in a junk-shaped pool. In case you thought they would be. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your headlines. You're up to date on all the things. That's a good song, man. That is Never Gonna Learn. That is by Asking Alexandria here on The Morning After with Nick and Big J. And we've all waited. The city countdown is off, right? Yeah, man. Uh, Wallet Hub doing their due diligence and uh, looking for uh, America's fattest city. Finally. Bunch of fatties. And uh, in fact, according to the research, 40% of adults in the U.S. are considered obese. Way to go, everybody. Uh, the number of overweight, overweight Americans in general is rising, and some cities are, are more uh, unhealthy than others. And they, uh, they took uh, some factors, including percentage of obese adults, percentage of inactive adults, uh, residents with high cholesterol, high blood pressure, and diabetes. Oh, no. Oh, boy. We'll find out how I weighed down <laughs> Boise. But to, our, to my surprise, we're not in the top states, Nick. No, no. Boise, uh, despite our best efforts, is considered uh, by a lot of people to be one of the healthier places in and around the country. I mean, we're never in the, the top 10, but we always do a pretty good job of uh, pulling our weight, so to speak. Yeah, I was surprised here by the number one uh, fattest city in America, uh, McAllen, Texas. Uh, I don't, I mean, I know where Texas is, but I couldn't tell you if that's east, west, central, what. Yeah, me either. Um, and then you've got the, you know, the pretty standard uh, Memphis, Knoxville, Tennessee, Mobile, Alabama, Jackson, Mississippi, and uh, Birmingham, Alabama, Little Rock, Arkansas, Shreveport, Louisiana, Augusta, Georgia, and Baton Rouge, Louisiana round out the top 10 for fatties. Yeah, the South tends to uh, rise again when it comes to obese adults or people in general. Uh, for some reason, for the last, uh, what, two decades, that's really been where uh, the obese cities or the most obese cities tend to reside. Yeah, um, and uh, you know what? They're uh, southern dishes. Uh, that's a pretty good indicator right there that you're going <laughs> to I suppose, careful. yeah, when everything's dipped in gravy. Fried chicken and uh, all kinds of stuff. Uh, also, on the other side of the scale here are the five least fat cities. San Jose, California, number five. Seattle, Washington, and number four. Number three is Minneapolis, Minnesota, which I was surprised about. Uh, home of the Juicy Lucy. And then number two, Denver, Colorado. Number one, Boston, Massachusetts. Now, if you're looking at the list from one to a hundred, uh, we come in uh, here at number 84. So, uh, and how many did they do total? A uh, hundred. Oh, so we're near the bottom yeah, of the list. Yeah, oh, we're near I thought, the. I thought we're, we were. No, we're the, the le one of the least fatty cities. Well, if they've only done a hundred, and we're at eighty-four, we're near the bottom. No, 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 no. The the bottom would be the healthy version. Oh, I see. I see. So the the states, at the, the the towns at the bottom are they're healthier. Gotcha. So we we technically are in the top twenty of healthiest cities in the country. Yes, that makes sense to me. Much better. Uh, and kind of what we kind of figured. And the one thing that you also may have noticed is the cities that are near the healthiest are fairly large. And uh, they have a lot of people in them. I don't know if population density has a lot to do with that kind of stuff. But I'm guessing it probably plays some sort of factor. 
if uh, there's a lot more people in your city, a lot less food to go around, you understand? That's why in McAllen, Texas, there's yeah. probably like 15 people in there. They're all eating up all the food. Morning after with Nick and Big J. Feeling uh, better about myself well, already. Good. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, sure. I mean, if not for you and I, we might be number 11 or something like that. But uh, I think everybody's going to be happy with uh, with where we're sitting on the list. Morning after with Nick and Big J. We will do some bad impressions. Those are next on the X Rocks. <laughs> So far, I'm not impressed. Morning After with Nick and Big J on 100.3 The X. Yeah, Bad Impressions brought to you by Treasure Valley Subaru. Easy in, easy out. Location next to Idaho Center. Exit on the freeway. And we have tickets for you Friday. uh, Dragon Force coming to town to the Knitting Factory. We'll get you hooked up with these tickets if you can figure out Bad Impressions this morning. Only you can see a whole force of dragons if you want to get on the phone right now. 208-287-1003. That's our phone number. Bad Impressions works like this. Big J has three clues. They're all written about somebody pretty famous. If you can piece together those clues and figure out who that famous person is in those amount of three clues or less, then boom, you're going to go check out a concert coming up on Friday night. Let's head to the phones. Good morning, the X. Good morning. How are you guys? We're good, buddy. What's your name? Jerry. All right, Jerry, you're up first. Good luck. I'm the CEO of Tesla and SpaceX. Oh, um, Elon Musk. There you go. Bam. A lot. You need is one. Hang on one second. We'll get some information for me, Jerry. Uh, what were clues two and three for fun? I'm the richest person in the world, and Rick and Morty call me Elon Tusk. And why is Elon Musk in the news? He's nuts. He's legitimate. He might be. I, I mean, sometimes I don't know if he's like a uh, legitimate Bond villain, you know, uh, or or maybe just a, a Bond. You know, good guy. I don't know. He's he's lost it, and he tweeted out yesterday that uh, he wanted to challenge Vladimir Putin to uh, to battle a one on one. Like, wait, yeah. he, he worded it weird. What did he call it? Uh, he called it. Uh, let's see. Uh, oh no, I don't have my I have the access Twitter up. Jeez, I had this whole thing. Uh, he called it. Um, oh, God. Never mind. What were we gonna say? Yes, anyways, he challenged him to uh, to basically a fight in order to decide the war in Ukraine. Yeah, it was, uh, l- listen, uh, we, we, have to, we have to stop with this uh, putting up on pedestal of people because all it does is make them insane is what it boils single down to. Yes, si- wh- that mean, guess, ha- single combat. Yes, whatever that means, I guess, whatever single combat means. That was my, like, I'm fr- the phrasing I, of it was like, the hell does that I mean? I mean, I guess he, uh, he's got a lot of confidence for somebody who's not known as some sort of fighter because, you know, Putin was in the KGB. Listen, even if Mike Tyson tweeted out, I will take you on in single combat for Ukraine, it's a crazy statement to make. It's it's not it's not okay. I mean, there are uh, lots of lives being lost in this particular battle, and it's a really weird way to call somebody to the mat one way or the other about any particular topic. And uh, I, I don't know, man. I mean, slowly but surely, the amount of respect I've had for that man has dwindled, and it's down near the bottom of things. I'm not certainly uh, discounting the work that he has done and the work that he may possibly do in the future, but I uh, I, I no longer think of him as uh, somebody that is all there and doing good things all the time. Period. Yeah, I mean, it's certainly not thinking everything through. No, no, no. But again, this is that's what Twitter does, though. Do you know what I mean? If, if somebody has control of their own Twitter, it's only a matter of time before they tweet something crazy. Uh, and uh, that's a good reminder to follow both Big J and myself on Twitter. 
in case you're curious. Yeah, we, so. we, we actually just comment on making fun of these situations, <laughs> not starting them, usually. Uh, and if, that, if we do start one, it's usually because of a spelling error. Keep that in mind, too. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your bad impressions. We wrap up the show here next on the (laughs) X-Rock. That is Shinedown. That is Planet Zero here on the Morning After with Nick and Big J. And that's going to do it for us on this Tuesday show. You have selected Big J to watch The French Dispatch tonight on HBO. That is what he will be watching for Streaming Dumbass. If you want to play the home game, that's where you can find the movie. Big J will let you know what it is like tomorrow on this very show. We also had a chance to talk a little bit about male birth control, even about methamphetamine, and I would say, for lack of a better term, people getting fat. So I would say a pretty full Tuesday, pardon the pun. And that leaves you with the floor, Big J. I've reached out personally to the governor of Idaho via tweet to fix this daylight savings time situation. I eagerly await his reply. Do you think you'll get one? Yes. Do you really? Yeah, I think the never governor knows who he's messing with. All right. Uh, and if you don't get a response from the governor, how say you then? Uh, I'll take a nap. All right. All right. Uh, boy, sounds like he's really got, uh, you're really holding him to the floor there, Val. I wonder what he'll do. Uh, what would you like him to do? Just uh, to command it to be. I mean, he has the power, right? His governor should be like, hey, no, no, that's not this how is works. over. No, I believe uh, that uh, that because we have a legislative system, I think you need to, to I guess, uh, kind of go towards the legislators in your area to pass the bills that are currently being held up oh, in Oh, those debate. people are idiots. So then, I all, all, all choose to not yeah. do that. The governor can sign a bill, but he can't, like, declare, like, martial law, I think, is what you believe that you want him well, to do. It's not like the president that can make, like, orders and sign orders Generally, like I'm not in favor of dictatorships. This is one power I would like to be just given over. You, uh, but are, would you be okay if he said, fine, we won't change the clocks again? Yeah. Okay. That's all I'd, you want. I'd you just don't want to change. Now, even, ch- but, because I, I, I get really confused, because even going, like, going back an hour, which technically gives you more sleep, it throws you off, too, right? Yes, it's just stop it. I agree. One clock. It needs to go. One clock. But uh, usually it doesn't affect us as negatively when it goes, when we get more sleep. But for some reason, it throws off your clock and it doesn't matter no matter what happens. It turns into a disaster. Uh, Quite frankly, I'm surprised that's how you wrapped up the show. We went an entire four hours and uh, you didn't mention it at all. Sly Stallone's birthday. So happy birthday to one of your favorite people in the world, Sylvester Stallone. That's how how much Big J's out of it today. He forgot that it was Sylvester Stallone's birthday. Uh, next set of X-Rock brought to you by Beacon Plumbing. For tank and tankless water heaters, clogged drains, leaky faucets, and toilets that won't flush, stop freaking. Call Beacon, Beacon Plumbing, Heating, and Mechanical, your trusted plumbing source online at beaconplumbing.com. No, that's Sly Stone, different yeah. person. No, that's Sylvester what I mean. Your Stallone. favorite soul singer, Sly no. Stone. From Sly and the yeah, Family you Stone. You me tricked Get for a moment. It. Morning After with Nick and Big J. That's going to do it it for today. Jason Drew's up next. Have a good one. It's the (laughs) X-Rocks. The Morning After podcast brought to you by Idaho Advocates. You didn't deserve to be in an accident, but you do deserve an advocate. Make sure you hit them up on their website, IdahoAdvocates.com.